Welcome to the Hunters and Closers podcast. I'm Dana Haggard, and I'm here to help you fill your pipeline, decrease your time to close, and crush your sales quotas. What's up, everybody? It's Dana Haggard with Hunters and Closers. Excited to have some more time with you again today, talking about something that really sets apart an, ex- an experienced sales professional from a novice. And this is something that's so simple, yet sometimes so difficult for sales professionals to do. And that is the sole purpose of listening with the intent to understand. Let me, let me elaborate upon that. How often do you tell someone a story or share some exciting news with somebody or even try to share something that's concerning and painful for you? Only to see on the other end, the individual kind of have this this glazed look in their eyes, like they're not even listening to what you're talking about. It might be going through their ears, but it's not spending any time in their brain. It's just going right out the other ear. And unfortunately, we've become a society that is always letting our mind run somewhere else. And many times, sales professionals when they should be listening intently to understand what it is that their prospect or their client is trying to tell them, they are thinking about what it is that they need to accomplish in this conversation, or they think about what it is that they need to push in their agenda, (coughs) rather than, again, understanding the concern that is being shared with them or digging deeper with qualifying questions or open-ended questions to really understand what's at the root of the conversation. And this is what truly sets apart a qualified and an experienced sales professional from somebody who's novice and doesn't quite understand how to really negotiate and to persuade somebody to make a change. So let me, let me share with you an example there was, there was one time when I was at the negotiating table <clears throat> and I had some very high marching orders from our legal team. It was, it was what they had pushed back in my plate was that there was no way, shape or form that we were going to agree to the terms that was being placed by the client and my legal team. I didn't understand the way that they worked, but my legal team did not want to have a conversation at any extent. Uh, It just was the way that they did business. They did not like to have a conversation with the opposing legal team. So everything had to be done by me as the middle person. And I would have to oftentimes speak with the lawyers of of the prospects uh, for these Fortune 500 companies and they'd bring on two, three, four people from the legal team, the procurement team, the buyer, the you know security team, whatever it was. And it would, it also, it often become um, very daunting for me, and I would have anxiety about you know, can I really actually do this? Am I qualified to have this conversation uh, with legal terms and? and negotiating tactics. And so what I would always do before I would get on the phone, and in this one particular case especially, because it it was a big deal and it was very important to me, was to be fully prepared 
right? So I would, I would try to think out in my mind every possible outcome that could, that could be proposed in the conversation. That way I wasn't completely just blindsided by what they were putting back in front of me. So I figured that they could take me down route A or B or C or D or E or F or G. And I tried as best as I could to understand the legal terms that were included in the agreement. If there was something that I wasn't quite sure about, I'd go speak with my legal team first to make sure that I really understood it. And I'd take huge notes, right, so that I would have something to draw upon. That way, when I went to have this conversation then with these very intimidating people, I could ease my mind, clear out my mind, and not really have an agenda. And though my sole purpose then was to understand, okay, why are you requesting these terms? Why are you saying that there's no deal unless we do this? And I could really then ask some qualifying questions and some open-ended questions that allowed themselves to ex- to express allowed them to express themselves in a way that once they verbally heard what they were saying, and I repeated back to them, then they understood that maybe these aren't so important. And this was a this was a large financial institution, <clears throat> and after we we went through this conversation. And I didn't give them anything, right? I didn't even say anything that my legal team had said. I didn't say that there was no way that we would do what they had asked us to do. But once I asked them these questions and then simply said something to the effect of, okay, am I, do I hear you correctly that you need this, this, and this? Yes. Okay. And I understand that you need this, this, and this because of this, this, and that. Is that correct? Yes. So this way I repeated it back to them. And then I said, well, I have received instruction from my team that we are only able to go this far in our uh, in our agreed upon terms. How would you propose that I solve this on my side then? And then I just sat there quiet. Didn't say another word. Silent sometimes. Is the absolute best weapon that a sales professional has. And I pushed mute on my phone because I was sweating on the other side of the phone. I'll be honest. And I just sat there on mute. And I waited and I waited and I could hear then all of a sudden, you know, the four individuals on the phone start to converse with each other. The business guy. Well, is this really that important, Mr. Lawyer? Well, I don't know. I'm only saying this because you said this in procurement. Is it really important procurement? Well, I, 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 I don't know. How, how badly do you want this, Mr. Businessman? Well, we really need this. So can we agree to what they're saying then, Mr. Lawyer? Well, I can agree to it. It seems you know perfectly legal with me as long as you're okay with it, Mr. Procurement. Well, if you're saying, Mr. Business, that you know you really need this, then I'm okay with this. I think that we've got a fair deal here. Well, great. Then we're done. And then I turned mute off. So from what I'm hearing then, we're okay with what my my team has put in front of me. Is that correct? Well, it would appear so. 
great. I'll have my legal team draft that up and I'll get it to you within the hour. And we did and we got the deal done. And I was ecstatic. It was it was one of those lessons that I learned that it's so important to go into a conversation with the full intent to understand and to listen to understand what their real needs are. Sometimes they just need to say things, to verbalize them, and then to have it repeated back to them to realize how ridiculous it is, what it is that they're asking. Because sometimes we get caught up in our own thoughts and our own mind, and it's just we become our own worst enemies. And so by verbalizing it and talking about it with somebody else out in the open, <clears throat> we then realize that what we had you know, envisioned in our mind is really not possible or is really not necessary. So if you want to be an experienced professional in sales, learn to listen with the intent to understand. In negotiating, go in there fully prepared for everything that might come your way. And then put that aside and listen. Repeat back to them what they're saying. Ask them if you completely understand them. Ask them to elaborate upon that more. Dig in, dig in. Ask more and more and more and more questions. And then you'll truly understand what the root of it is. The lawyer thought that this was important because procurement said it. Well, procurement was saying because they thought they were getting a better deal for business. But at the end of the day, the business guy had already negotiated with me a price that was fully agreeable. And there was nothing else that needed to be changed. He had already reviewed the terms. So as long as Mr. Business Guy was okay with it, then procurement was going to be all right with it, and the lawyer was going to sign off on it. Do you see how that all worked? They, they hadn't communicated amongst themselves well enough, so I was there to facilitate that conversation so that they could understand that this was a fair deal. This was a good deal, and this was a deal that they were willing to sign off on, and the deal was done. So think about that in your own work. Did you have deals from last quarter that pushed to this quarter now because you didn't fully listen to the needs of your prospect and your client? Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hunters and Closers podcast. Join us for more great learnings on LinkedIn, huntersandclosers.com, and our YouTube channel.